It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like or what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street. Wayfair is a bar and a restaurant where they serve handcrafted food and spirits. They put fine dining into a sandwich and they put fine booze into a glass. They have a three-hour happy hour here every day. Everyone's got a drink around the table, I see. Very interesting-looking collection of drinks. Happy hours from four to seven every day. It's cheapo booze and excellent half-priced food as well. And they have an awesome brunch on the weekends, both days, Saturday. And Sunday, check them out there at Wayfair on Ferret Street. I'm sitting around the table here with three fabulous people. Melinda Palacio. Hi, Melinda. Hello. Hello, indeed. Jordan Barnett. Hey. Hey. And Jeremy Phipps. Hello. Mojo. Do they still call you Mojo anymore? Still call me Mojo. They still call me Mojo. <laughs> that could be the name of your next album. Oh, yeah. That's kind of tight. Remember those <laughs> Trinity? Trinity is still my name. And they still... Who, who was that? No clue. Do you remember that? Was that like Clint Eastwood or someone? They call me Trinity. Chris, well, you know that, right? I don't remember. Oh, come on. Am I making that up? Are you fucking kidding? We got nothing. <laughs> That's sad. Hey, so listen, Jeremy, we've had you on the show like about 100 times before. It's good to see you back. Yeah, good to see you too. How are you? Where have you been? Um, I just moved back to New Orleans. I was living in Los Angeles for like since the beginning of this year. You, since the beginning of this year. You were? Yeah. Since the beginning of this year and it's currently uh, what? October? Um, yeah, October. I moved so back. So you didn't last too long in LA? Yeah, I've been there a while. Well, did you move to LA or did you just go? Oh, no, I'm, yeah, I moved out there. I'm so you only out. stuck it out for 10 months? Yeah. yeah what happened? Um, you run out of money or car Partially running out of money. Partially just like I wasn't playing enough music as I wanted to. Yeah. Partially. There's a lot of partials. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you, what was the plan when you moved there? Um, I was going out there because I was trying to do more like production and like I'm a musician. And like I, a lot of times in New Orleans, like I'm just like playing trombone and playing a lot of gigs and stuff and then i was trying to do more like songwriting and production and right. all that world and it's like a whole nother world and i did it for 10 months and then now i'm back in new orleans so what happened you got off the plane and did you know anybody or did you just have to get the bus i to drove there and you i drove. knew okay. yeah and i knew three people yeah and i kind of went for it and it like it was a crazy crazy I guess you can call it journey. It was a crazy journey, adventure. What were the, who were the three use. people? Three New Orleans or three local? Three people from LA. Um, one one of them, um, one of them was born in Lafayette, I think. Okay. But, um, but I just met them, like on the road. We was like on a long tour together, like um, like a year before. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna just go for LA. I'm gonna just try it. Melinda, and you live out there, right? I'm from Los Angeles. And I live part-time in Santa Barbara. You grew up in L.A.? Yes. So what would you think about someone getting in their car and driving to Los Angeles to find their fame and fortune? No one's thought of that before, Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit of an original idea. I wouldn't go back. (laughs) You wouldn't go back. When were you there? When did you go up there? In the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s? Uh, 70s. 70s? 80s. What was the drug of choice back there in the 70s in L.A.? Um, I don't know. I was a kid. Oh, really? <laughs> when did you leave? Um, 
I left when I was 17 to go to Berkeley. Oh, okay. So you got out to go to Berkeley. That's pretty cool. So you grew up till you were 17. What part of Los Angeles? South Central Los Angeles. Straight out of Compton or whatever they yeah, say. Yeah. So that was... Yeah. They, they don't call it South Central. They just changed the now name. Now they call it South LA, but it's <laughs> South Central. It would be like changing the name of some yeah. part of New Orleans because there's so much uptown because there's so much crime in uptown. So <laughs> you have to change it to something else. Yeah. So South Central LA, that was hardcore in the 70s when you were growing up there. That was a pretty yeah. serious situation there. Yeah, it was uh, a bit like being on lockdown and uh, the helicopters would swoop in and you'd... I, I, people um, marvel because I, I didn't spend my childhood outdoors. It was all indoors. Because of reading. Because our phones are talking to each other. What's up with that? Yeah. You spent your childhood indoors reading while, they, <laughs> while there were helicopters flying. What are these weird flashing lights outside here right now, by the way? Or is that the... Oh, that's a camera. That's Catherine taking photos. Oh, that's okay. So um, I thought there was some sort of like... It's my aura. I'm still from California. <laughs> so you were a little girl reading like a studious little kid. Yeah. And there were helicopters flying around outside. Yeah. I, I, I used to get um, poked fun at it called things like dainty or schoolgirl. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Dainty and schoolgirl. Well, you were a schoolgirl, right? <laughs> yeah. That's for reference for later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You See. never know when you might need something to jog my memory. <laughs> dainty is nice. I like that, actually. Dainty is sort of an affectionate, cute little name, isn't it, Jordan? Yes, it is. Jordan, you're an attorney, aren't you? Yes. I thought yeah. so. Yeah. That's why you're not saying anything. Come in here a little bit. Sure. Okay. There we go. So, Dainty is a nice name. Was it supposed to be like a pejorative, it, like It was supposed slander? to be, yeah. Why? Why would, why would being called Dainty not... I, I think because the people calling me that didn't know what it meant. They just <laughs> <laughs> that's Well, that's, got, <laughs> that's a sad situation. This is before the internet. Yes. So you couldn't just Google the word I, I'm a pre-Google baby. Yeah, really? Pre-Google. So which one did you... What was wrong with schoolgirl? That's meant to be like a, a poke at you too because you're too studious. Well, when you're from the hood, it's not cool to be studious. It's not cool to be studious. Yeah, What's it cool to be when you... I mean, you actually grew up in the hood, for real. Yeah. In the 70s in South Central LA. Yeah. So what was it cool to be? What would be like to have a gun and to sell drugs? I, I don't know, because I wasn't yeah, one I of the cool kids. I don't know is not the right answer. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? Of course you know you live there. and You know the, the dainty is not a oh, nice okay. name to be called. All right, cool I'll girl. tell you. I'll tell you. The, the cool kids were the kids that didn't go to all their classes, that hung out in the, in, in outside the schoolyard smoking. That was the idea of hip yeah. and cool. That was the cool yeah. kids were outside smoking. Yeah. yeah. And so you didn't like to smoke? I have never smoked a cigarette. A tobacco cigarette. Well, that is dainty. <laughs> oh, you, smoke, <laughs> you smoke weed, dear. <laughs> Jeremy smokes tons of weed. I, I did go to Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> you went to Berkeley. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy's a New Orleans musician and a trombone player, so that would require you to smoke tons of weed. Wouldn't yeah, it? they actually like when you when you filling out the paperwork mm-hmm. to become a musician. You're like, yeah, I'll make sure you smoke trombone weed. weed. <laughs> right. Oh my God. What was that? Somebody being murdered in here? No, I think they think I'm funny. Like <laughs> oh, someone's <laughs> laughing at you, smoking weed. Oh, that's okay. Well, that's not that funny, is it? Oh, so oh I, no. I wouldn't make me say someone scream just because you say you're a, trump, a weed-smoking trombone player. I think she's laughing over there. Okay, well, that's okay. Okay, so anyway, Melinda, <laughs> so there you are, a little girl with locked in your room. What are you reading? What books are you reading back in the day then? Um... You could save yourself now by saying some <laughs> porno type. 
I, the Three Musketeers. <laughs> yeah, the Three Musketeers. Okay, there's people outside smoking cigarettes, cutting classes. There's helicopters flying around with searchlights, mm. stroking, you know, up and down the place. And you're inside reading The Three Musketeers. Hmm. Or talking. I, I did get in trouble once because my mother didn't know where I was at. And I was talking with the, um, with the town elder who lived next door. And she was na- her name was Florence. And she said, I'm named after the street Florence. Okay. So, yeah, that was the kind of trouble I got into. <laughs> I, I don't know that the Three Musketeers is necessarily that dainty. I mean, right, it's, it's a bunch of folks with swords running around stabbing people, you know. I don't even know what it's about, <laughs> actually. Do it's you about, know, have you read it, actually, Jordan? I think I've seen little bits and pieces of it there. There's probably a bad cable movie at some point. But I, if I remember right, you know, it's, it's uh, was it Athos, Porthos, and Aramis? D'Artagnan. Oh, and, they're, and D'Artagnan, and he's the oh, four. There are four musketeers, actually. Yeah. And, and that's... Oh, come on, are you kidding? I mean, they're musketeers, right? There's got to be some violence in there somewhere, so, you know. Well, there's violence, yeah. It, it doesn't mean that I'm... It, it doesn't mean that I am dainty because I didn't hang out with the cool kids. Or I like dainty, frankly, <laughs> don't you, Jeremy? Um, you, I don't know what that word means. You don't know what dainty means? No clue. It means petite and... and um, what's the word for it, like particular like nice but mostly it refers to size doesn't it small small well petite is a yeah petite it's french you know <laughs> isn't it it's it's nice isn't it it's like an affectionate <laughs> what would you say well how would you you're a writer right melinda yes so I am. what how would you describe you should explain what dainty is rather than me and what is a it? small elegant person oh, yeah. a small elegant person that's nice. Well, you are I mean, a small elegant nice. person, <laughs> aren't you? That's not the worst thing. Sure. Really, no, it's not the worst thing. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's a couple words. But when you're <laughs> when you're nine or seven, it, it and um, and and you just want to be called by your name instead of something else. Melinda. Yeah. Is a nice name. Yeah. What does it mean? Pretty. It does. It means dainty, probably. <laughs> no. Yeah. But the funny thing is, I when I was uh, my my first language was Spanish. So when I when I was first learning English, I couldn't say Melinda. How could you say it? I, I used to I used to tell people that my name was Maleta. <laughs> Does that mean something? We just it couldn't means, say it. It means suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite nice. That's another good one. And how old were you before you figured out your name wasn't suitcase? <laughs> Uh, about two. Oh, that's pretty good. So you were an early starter. Yes. <laughs> My mother was a teacher also. Okay. So you had a good start there. You got out of the hood something like by being smart. I went to Berkeley, yeah. Yeah, so you got out by being smart. Yes. And how many people do you know still from those back in those days? Anybody? Are you in touch with anyone? Mm. And those assholes that called you dainty? No, I don't yeah, I don't know what happened to them. I don't even see them pop up on Facebook. <laughs> What are their names? We take a look from right now. <laughs> who was the who Let's was find the, them. the asshole that called you schoolgirl? Investigation. Yeah. When he finds out, you have a PhD now, right? No. You don't. I thought you were a doctor of letters. Uh, no, I, I well, I I was in the PhD program, and then my mother died, and I quit, and I went crazy. You went crazy. Yeah. Wow. You crazy enough but not I'm to finish uh, your PhD, or crazy enough? Not not to finish, yeah, because I'm advanced at candidacy, so I just have to. <laughs> I would just have to write the thing. You just have to write what? Just a dissertation? Yeah. That's all you need to finish. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've already written books. Like you've got books here yeah. you've written. Why couldn't you just hand one of those in and say I did it? Mm-hmm. You need a better agent or manager. 
Jeremy, do you have a it's, it's a principle yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a principle. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, I felt like principle? I was I had moved on from from that life. Like who needs it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. You feel yeah. that? Makes sense. Yeah. Did you go to college, Jeremy? No. Jordan, you did. You were a degree, you were a degree in Yeah, went to college law. and then got a Juris Doctor. Yeah. So you're actually, where did you go to school? I uh, went to college out in a small school in Minnesota, McAllister, and then went to law school at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, which is where I mostly live now. You mostly live in Philadelphia? Yeah. Well, we spend most of our time there. We, um, my wife and I come down to New Orleans a fair amount, a couple weeks around Mardi Gras, a couple weeks in the fall, and uh, when we can here and there. So what is this? This is the fall. This, this is, is the fall. fall. This is our fall. Yeah. I can't believe it. So you're taking the time off your fall trip to come and hang out with us at, on Happy Absolutely. Oh, that's very nice of you. Yeah. Good old Graham DePonte. How did she uh, produce her? How did she convince you to do that? Free drinks, of course, will do it. She just emailed and said, uh, you know, and said that she had this, you know, she had the happy hour and she wanted me to come on. My wife, uh, Natalie Pompilio, had been on it, I think, last year at some point. Your wife was on here. Yeah. She was, she's sitting right over there. She's right over there. She was the person who was a reporter in Iraq. Yes. During the war. Yes. It was a very compelling story. What were you doing while she was reporting on the war in Iraq? I was not knowing her. Um, we, you hadn't we, met then? No, we hadn't met. We, oh. uh, we did not meet uh, until 2000 and, oh, she's going to be mad about this, I think 2003 or 2004. Um, she had been living in New Orleans for... Three. Three. Uh, living in New Orleans for a while. Had moved back up to Philadelphia where I was. Um, we met in 2003. We didn't start dating until 2005, but... Um, Two years between meeting and dating. What happened? How did you meet? Uh, at a Halloween party. She was working with it's almost one your of anniversary my <laughs> coming up. <laughs> she uh, she was working she, at the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer with one of my good friends from high school, and so I was invited to a Halloween party. Um, she, what were your costumes? At the at this party, it was uh, me and my girlfriend at the time. If I remember right. And she's going to fact check Look me at right her face. Here. I know. Uh, <laughs> she's sitting I, behind I you, so you was, can't see I want to say it was Ben Affleck <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez. Um, and I was Jennifer Lopez. You, were, you went to Halloween as Jennifer Lopez. Excellent yes. Choice. Yeah, it was a horrible costume, but, you know, I figured points for, uh, Great idea. Points for, points for creativity. I don't remember what Jennifer Lopez looks like now. Isn't that awful? Yeah. Let me tell you, the costume looked nothing like her, if I remember right. <laughs> it wasn't the low cut Has she disappeared like off that. the scene completely, or am I just out of touch? I don't even hear her name anywhere. Probably a little bit of both. Do you know what happened to her, Jeremy? You keep Jennifer up. Lopez, yeah, I know exactly what happened Where, to her. What um, happened to her? I don't know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to make turned, something I think good. she turned 50. I think she turned 50. She did. Yeah, um, I think she still releases music. J-Lo? Yeah, but why, I can't remember why she was famous even now. Oh. She was on The Voice It was either The Butt or The Voice. The Butt. She had a great-looking butt. That's right. Yeah. And she was on, it wasn't even The Voice. It was American Idol. That was how long ago it was. Yeah. She was in some movies. She was yeah. In she was in a, a, yeah, actress. but pretty bad movies, though, I yeah. think. And was yeah. she married to Ben Affleck at some point? I think she was. She was, in, she was in a lot of really bad movies. She was in a really good movie that I can't remember the name of right now. She was like an FBI agent or something. George Clooney, a jailbreak. Oh, yeah. Maybe I, Manhattan. Maybe Manhattan. No. Out of sight, maybe. Okay, and, it was and that was really, good. Yeah, it was really it's surprisingly good. You wouldn't this must think be it. terrible to be one of these people like this and to have this incredible career, and you've made it uh, against all odds, yeah. against every form of competition, and then there's people sitting around going, what the hell happened to that? Was it her butt that was so great? It's so sad, isn't it? Yeah. Or she, maybe you should finish your PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? She may be happy. You know, she may just be... She's, probably banked a lot of money she probably doesn't care much what we think about her either way well, i'm sure she doesn't care what you yeah. and i think about her but you know it is kind of weird that these i mean she's to go through the rest of her life with whatever happened to 
unless she does something else, I mean, what are the chances of having two amazing careers in your life? That's probably true. Well, what do you do exactly, Jordan? I'm a public defender. So Public uh, defender? Yeah. That's how you get tons of time off. That's how I get tons of time off. The job does not pay that great, but I will say one good thing about my office is they give you a lot of vacation time. And they they were great, actually. Uh, How I first got down to New Orleans for any real period of time was in 2007. They had given me about four months off to come down here and work at the public defender's office, which was trying to rebuild itself after after Katrina. Um, So people volunteered as public defenders down here? Yeah. Were there enough cops to arrest people that were committing crimes that they needed public defenders here? There were enough cops arresting people after the storm, and there were some people who were still trying to get, trying to have their cases resolved from before the storm. Okay. So a little bit of both. Um, And there were not a lot of lawyers, right? I mean, especially right after Katrina, but really the year after. A lot of the people who had been representing poor people, uh, lawyers who'd been doing that, just left. They weren't they weren't in Orleans Parish anymore. Okay. So they had a desperate need for lawyers, and you know. How do you hear about that? Is there some sort of underground lawyer? It was a small yeah, small. It was a small world. It was like I knew a guy from D.C. who was in Atlanta who was coming to New Orleans, and I'd already decided. Um, my wife and I'd already decided we were going to come down for about four or five months. Um, she was going to do uh, sort of demolition work and report out some stories. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, but I found this guy, John Rapping, in Atlanta, and I said, look, I'm trying to find something to do. He called me and said, you know, can you come down to New Orleans and represent some clients? And I said, sure. That sounds mm. great. Wow. So yeah. that sure beats gutting houses, which was pretty horrible. I was a pretty bad house gutter. Um, my wife is probably nodding her head right now. I was she- horrible at it. How hard is it to pull out sheetrock out of a house? I, apparently, well, apparently it's kind of hard because I was pretty bad at it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I can't even imagine how you would be unable to do that, frankly. But you anyway. You just kick it. You just kick yeah, it. Until it's all <laughs> soaking wet and disgusting. It just falls off the wall, basically. Anyway, so, so you defended people after Katrina. Yes. And then you fell in love with the city and fell the course of it. Absolutely. I'd, I'd really, I mean, I'd, I'd been in New Orleans before, but it's sort of been in the sense of I was here for a weekend in the French Quarter, which, you know. Mm-hmm. It isn't that much of the city, but we were down here for about four months. We were living right off of Claiborne, um, and we got here late January, um, and so it was right before um, right before Carnival season, and um, oh, and so yeah, so I, I sort of got to see my first parades. I got to uh, my wife was riding in Muses at the time, so I just sort of parked myself at Napoleon and uh, St. Charles with knowing nobody. But I was like, all right, there's parades, and so that's started, a good thing about it. you don't need yeah. to know anybody. Yeah, and it was a blast. Um, and after those four months, fell sort of fell in love with the city. And uh, a few years after that, in late 2010, we bought a little condo here and tried to make it down as much as we can. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing in Philadelphia? You're still a public defender. Still a public so when defender. you come here now, you don't do anything. You're not well, when I come here, I sit on my butt. You know, I come to happy hours and I talk on the radio. Hey, nice. Pretty good deal. So, Melinda, yeah. how did you get here from via South Central LA and then Berkeley and then. Santa Here. Barbara. Santa Barbara. <laughs> I wouldn't have left Santa Barbara if I'd got that in the mix, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, um, my husband, Steve. He's sitting over there. So yeah. your husband's sitting behind you. Yeah. And Jordan's wife yeah. is sitting behind <laughs> him, but they're not sitting at the same table, strangely. Yeah, he's, okay. he's from these parts. <laughs> so he's, he's working on his iPhone, on his phone there, and, yeah. well, and so yeah. your wife's reading a book. Jordan, okay, that's a pretty riveting conversation <laughs> we're having here, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess they've heard it all before. So how did you meet Steve? At a writing workshop. Aha. Mm-hmm. Writing with a T, not writing with a D. Writing. Yes. So he's a writer too. He is. 
So you're both writers. Yeah. How does that work out at home? You have to both work at home all day? We do. It, it work, it's wonderful. Um, we have separate offices. And, um, and he also is a computer program, so programmer. So oh, that's very handy. Yeah. So he's my tech guy, too. Very good. Mm-hmm. And can you make a living out of writing this kind of stuff? Um, Poetry? And what else do you write? I mean, I'm looking at these books here that you're leaning on. Um, so you have an earring the there. Novel. Yeah, I took, I took, took my... Took the earrings off. Yeah, because yeah. of the... Oh, the like, headphones. Yeah. And the novel... Um, so this is... What are these books? Tell us what they are. Okay, this this is a novel. This is a novel about immigration in Arizona. Dreams. What side are you on in the immigration? You're on the anti-immigration, right? Like that <laughs> sheriff... <laughs> Apaya, whatever his name is. No, but uh, that's how to get famous in America. <laughs> Sheriff, yeah, Sheriff Joe uh, plays a part in this book. It's okay, a, it's about it's set in Chandler, Arizona, and um, did you live there at some point? I did. I lived there for four years. So, what does the word Ocotillo mean? It's a cactus. It's a cactus. It's yeah. called Ocotillo Dreams. Yeah, and. And um, is it? Are you in it? I mean, are you a character? Or is it the first? Per- is it a first-person no, type it's thing? Fiction. It's a novel. It's, it's a total it's, novel. It's fiction. I'm not in it. I am in um, How Fires a Story Waiting. This is my poetry book. Okay. And this is a portrait of me. It is. It's sort of not. It's not all that. Ac- well, I guess it looks a bit like you if I squint and look at my glasses. Who painted that? Margaret Garcia. Okay. She's a painter in Los Angeles. So this is a How Fire is a Story Waiting. Yeah, it's a book of poetry. Right, and they're separate poems or that's con- they're connected? They're all separate. Okay, so but the novel, that's a big deal to write a novel. And these are all published by legitimate publishers or did you publish yeah, these yourself? No, this one is uh, published by Arizona State University. Okay. So it's a university press. And so that's a real deal. Yeah, th- they're all real deals. And then, um, <laughs> uh, this is a book... Um, oh, crap. Wholesome Lockdown, and it won a contest through Columbia right. Press, and they're poems that I wrote after visiting my father in Folsom Prison. Okay, so you're, so you're hunk- how old were you when you visited your dad in Folsom Prison? Uh, I, I was um, 30-something. Oh. Was, was it the first time, was he, he there for your whole old. lifetime? Or no, he, no, he, he was he there. He just went in yeah. for a while. What did he do to get sent to Folsom Prison? Um, sounds bad. Well, he, uh, he, he shot at his girlfriend's car, so it was attempted murder. It's a shooting. Is it illegal to kill a car in California? <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> is it an attorney? I, I don't know about California. Philadelphia, I think you're probably okay with killing a car as long as it's yours. I would think here. I mean, there's a lot of cars with bullet holes in them here, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So he didn't actually shoot, no bullet hit anybody? No, no, but he was in there for nine years for attempted murder. Nine years? Yeah. Okay. Here's Graham DuPonte. She could have got him off right oh. there. Hey, Graham. Just come to say hi. Hello. Hey, how are you? So, okay, so he didn't, so he, he fired a gun in a public place yeah, on I a think, street. I, I think if he weren't, if he didn't have dark skin and... Uh, how dark was it exactly? What'd you say? Well, uh, like skin color. Same as Jeremy's. Yeah, same as yeah. He's he's Panamanian. Okay. I can't shoot cars. <laughs> That's another thing I can't do. <laughs> can't but can't so swim either. And, and he's you know he's he's uh, bipolar, so it's a whole thing of. Um, Jeremy's not bipolar, are you? Um, everybody thinks they're bipolar, but some people are actually bipolar. And your d- yeah. your dad is bipolar. Yeah. 
How's that playing to it? That would be a defense, I would think. Right? Well, no, that's why you got no, mad. No, I think I think uh, I think uh, rather than uh, treat people that have um, mental illnesses, they they end up in in prisons. Yeah. Especially if you're black or Latino. Right. So he's a Latino guy who shot at his girlfriend. How old was he at the time? Um, he was about 50-ish. Right. Yeah. But, you know, with all due... I mean, if you have a public defender, is that... Well, we have a public defender at the table. Is that a defense to say I'm bipolar? Or if you shoot at somebody, you're kind of like going to go to jail? Listen, unless I, you're Jason. I don't know California that well. Um, I don't think generally it's a sort of... a legal defense to the actual act of shooting. Um, you know, like it says, all right, well, if you're a bipolar, therefore you're not guilty of anything. Um, in a just world, and we don't often live in that, um, it probably should be a lot of uh, what, what people like to call a, a huge mitigating factor in looking at it. But then again, you can't be expected to wave a gun around to shoot at people and then say, well, I'm bipolar, so I'm going to get away with it. Well, no, so but, you, but you also can't be expected to say if we, as a, as a city, as a country, as a whatever, don't actually provide mental health services when you act, you know, right. when you act abnormally, we're just going to lock you up. That's what Melinda's and that's, saying. that's kind of what we do, and I think especially, Melinda's right, especially if you're black or Latino, um, and doubly so, I think, if you're poor and your family doesn't have the resources to actually get you mental health treatment, that's, where, that's how we deal with people now. We, we lock them up. We, well, we wait till they come to the attention of the system by doing something horrific, like trying to shoot somebody. Yeah. Or, and then we say, how'd they ever get a gun? Yep. So you got nine years for that. I don't think you get any time for that here, probably. <laughs> Do you think? It was in the wrong, oh. wrong place at the wrong time, I guess. Yeah, that's terrible. So Folsom is meant to be really... I mean, it's meant to be a horrible place. If so, um... Didn't Johnny Cash go to... Falls in prison. Yeah. yeah. So, Jeremy, is your brother still in jail? Yeah. But um, there's What's been, the like... Latest? There's, like, some... There's, like, some lawyer stuff happening, and, like, there's, like... There's been, like, a Huffington Post article, and, like... Oh, really? a, yeah, and, like, an, all those big news... News... Websites and stuff like that is, like, covered in and stuff, but... The, we're just waiting on the word. Like it, we actually were supposed to find out in October. That's partially the reason why I came back because I want to be with my family mm-hmm. while they find out like the big news. But um, but yeah, everybody's like working on it, and it's like so close. It's like closer than we ever been. So tell these guys the story briefly. Then what happened? It's an incredible story of injustice. I'll try to tell it. It's it's kind of hard to tell. Like yeah, I know. in short. But um, in short. So my brother was a rapper. He was with um, this this record label called No Limit that was like popular in New Orleans way back in the day. Um, got like you know hits and and ghostwriting hits and like and he got real popular. And then he did this show in Slidell. And in Slidell, um, it was just a random show. Like it was my parents was even wondering like why we like because he had like my whole family as his his staff at the time and a lot of people from the neighborhood working with him because a lot of them was poor and stuff and he so he was trying to like give them work and it was being security but the problem was that like a lot of the people that was inside his crew was like gangsters and like you know like obviously because we all grew up in the hood and stuff so what happened was a fight broke out between somebody in his crew and the and somebody in the club and then shots rung out, and the guy got killed. And then my brother, he had a gun on him out of protection, and he, he was just, like, running, trying to find out where my family was. He was performing at the time. 
and so he was trying to find out where my mother was. And I think when what people, a lot of people saw, you know, when gunshots happen, everybody's running, everybody's scattering. They just see McKinley, my brother, um, with a gun in his hand, and they're like, "Oh, he must have did the crime." So we didn't, we didn't think nothing of it. Um, like it was like, "Oh, obviously, like it's." Um, and who actually did the crime was my uncle. And um, what happened was, so, like, the next day, we, we thought nothing of it. Like, it was, of course, like, justice going to prevail. And, like, he didn't do the crime, so simply, like, he won't go to jail. So then the, the cops came over, and they interviewed us and stuff. And then they, they took him to jail. And then he had a big trial. And his trial was, like, around the um, same time as the 9-11 attacks. And then um, they did the big trial, and we still was kind of, like, laughing during the trial because it was pulling out rap lyrics inside of the it was like oh he says it in his song like gangster like murder murder kill kill like it's writing a song so then um we thought nothing of it and then when they had the big verdict like they sentenced him to i think it was 30 years without probation 30 or 40 years 30 years it was 30 years and then um so then he went to jail and like he's been in jail for 15 years oh and there's God. been like a documentary about it like um and like a bunch of like when they my family's been working like crazy oh the, the my uncle confessed to the crime but they didn't believe in his confession are you serious yeah you can confess to a crime and people don't believe you yeah <laughs> what it's so silly it's like there's like and then um, it was an official um, confession. Like he, they, right. they had it. Like it's all inside of the. I forgot what they call that legal term when it's like on paper, and like affidavit. Probably an affidavit or notarized statement. Yeah. Deposition, maybe. One of those things, and it was like videotaped and everything. It was with a reverend, and then he had to like confess to it. And then, um, but they didn't believe him. They thought we paid him to, oh, to do wow. that. Yeah, How so much would you have to pay someone to confess to a, that's, to a that's murder? That's the thing that we kept on saying. Like, <laughs> dude, you can confess. Like, how much can you pay somebody for 30 years of their life? Yeah. That's so much. But anyway, so after that, he just, I haven't seen him since. My uncle just left. I guess they, he was just like, oh, they didn't, get, they didn't think it was me. They didn't accept my confession. So he felt like he was off the hook. So he just, like, left, and I haven't seen him since. And my brother's still in jail, and they've been working and filing appeal after appeal. And the judge that was like, um, the judge is like going to jail right now. That was like on his case. The and judge the, is going to jail. Yeah, and the DA that was over the um the over the whole the the DA uh the over the DA that was working on his case, like the district attorney, that was like the big one. He's um. He's going to jail too, and like a lot of it's in Saint Tammany. Local, oh, this is in Saint Tammany. Yeah, um, Lee Zurich had this whole big investigation that lasted like three days on the people that were like working, um, the people that was working on his case. But he supposedly did this to a lot of different people and accepted a lot of money and like all these crazy different ways. And like, and I don't know if wow. you search up Saint Tammany, you'll just get a bunch of. See? Crazy stories about that. Wow! So this was a uh, this was the St. Tammany Parish DA or or equivalent, or was it definitely the DA? It was over yeah. the DA. There was so Someone there was a DA that was working on my brother's case, but then there's like oh something DA like the. Right, so how come we do you know do you guys know anything about this? Someone who's the St. Tammany and he's going to jail. This guy, what's 
What's I'm he not, going to jail for? To be for? honest, I'm not sure if he's going to jail yet, but he's like, there's like this big story about him, like, um, this like three day, I think his name is, uh, I wish I could remember his name. Jordan's Googling it right now for us. We're going to find that out. (laughs) So that's a pretty familiar story, Melinda, to you, I would imagine. You've probably heard versions of this story before. It's awful. It's awful. And your dad spent nine years Mm -hmm. inside. And your brother's already been there, uh, Jeremy, for how long? Fifteen. Fifteen already. Fifteen, yeah. Going on sixteen. It's hard to get that I mean to even imagine what that must be like it's easy enough for us to sit here and say 9 years or 15 years or whatever I mean it sounds awful but can you imagine living that day by day every single day Um, and the the thing about my father is that he's out now but um, sometimes he 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 seems like he wants to go back (laughs) because his life is unstructured and he doesn't have anything to do and he doesn't how long has he been out for? two years just for two years after nine years inside. And what happens when he got out? Is there any kind of um, support or anything? Um, there aren't any programs or... They just let Walter you out. Reed. Yeah. Was, yeah. Walter Reed. Walter Reed. Walter Reed was his name. Sorry. Sorry. Walter yeah. Reed. Yeah. Okay. Does it say what he's charged with or... Oh, I mean... How he fucked up in some way? So, Melinda, when he got out, your dad got out. They just let you out the door, just like you see in the movies, and there's no yeah. support, no nothing. Mm-hmm. You just My sister went to pick him up. That must be an amazing reunion, too. Did you live with your dad when you were kids? No, no, I didn't. No, I was, I was estranged from him. Um, my, my sister, um, she has a different mother, and she lived with him longer, longest. Yeah. So you lived with your mom? Yeah, and my and grandmother. And your yeah. grandmother? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had a different. I didn't meet my sister until she was until she was twenty. And how old were you? And I and I was thirty. Oh wow! So she so your dad started all over again. Yeah, yeah. Ten years later. Yeah. So you never saw him. Did you ever see him when you were a little girl at all? When you were growing up, I, I did. The three I saw I saw him a, a few times, a few times in my life. Yeah. And he had a picture of me, and my sister would would ask him. When are we going to visit Melinda? And, and his answer for, um, for over 10 years was next week. Wow. <laughs> and what happened when you saw him first? Was it in jail or was it um, not? I, I saw him at, my, at, at his mother's funeral, at my grandmother's funeral. Um, I, I, I've seen him at various, you know, family events some, sometimes when I visit. And what's your relationship like with him? It's it's still a little estranged, especially since he's so removed now. He's so he he doesn't know how to be in his own skin. He's very um, I, and and I would say maybe a little over medicated because now he's getting medication and he, and I think it's it's a bit too much. It's making him seem he has that far away look in his eyes and and he still has the prison shuffle when he walks anywhere and is there anyone who cares about him is someone looking after him yeah yeah my my sister is his um guardian and so she yeah she she's always um she does a lot for him and uh and he's and he spends a lot of time at her house and but and she's a nurse where does she live in whittier whittier that's in la too yeah (laughs) what's that like 
Um, well, Whittier is considered, is now the, it, it's considered the, it's a little further. Somewhere between witty and wittiest. Yeah, it, it's, it's considered um, a, a more stable um, neighborhood than, she grew, she grew up in Bellflower. Bellflower? Yeah. Okay. What's right. that? That sounds nice, but it's probably not. No, that's still the outskirts of the hood. You know. You, were, you grew up in the actual hood, in the target, yeah. in the bullseye of the target, Yeah. The South Central. Uh-huh. And then Bellflower is slightly better, and now she's escaped to Whittier, which is better. Yes. <laughs> okay. But it's, um, it's, it's far. It's, it's far from, from anything. It's, it's, it's in the outskirts. What's your dad doing with himself every day? Nothing, nothing. Nothing. No, that's the I problem. I love to do that. That must be great. Well, you would think yes, that he would, would be happy, but he's he's really not happy. So I um I keep suggesting things that that he could do things that 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 I enjoy, like going to yoga. Or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would drive Look, me Look, Dad, crazy. you spent nine years in jail, <laughs> and you're over medicated. What about going to yoga? That's yeah, like. it might put him in touch with his body, his mental, his his overall. This is what it does for you. It does. Right. I I I I've been um, doing yoga for over twenty years now, Whoa, and um, and people. Um, uh, it's calming. Yeah. Well, it's it's both calming and energizing. I think. Yeah. What do we do before yoga? Was there was there was a time in America when people didn't even know what yoga was? What did people do before yoga? Booze. <laughs> That's the American way. Booze. Because everyone's doing yoga now. It's, it's well, I think there was the meditation. There was um, TM. Yeah, but that was. Fringy people were, sort people of stuff. were always doing yoga, right? Though yoga, oh, I don't is know. Like I never heard ancient. about it till like ten years. It's yeah, but I mean, in India, they've been it's doing five thousand years old. So right. I think I think people I think were we, doing. I think Seinfeld was out back in the nineties. He didn't need yoga. <laughs> oh, yeah. minute, you could watch Seinfeld and relax. Yeah, at seven o'clock. There's some good some sitcoms in the nineties. Like it's way better than now. I feel like. Do you think they took the place of yoga and relaxation? People I, would, I think so. People could watch something good on TV. <laughs> I remember my mom doing I some type of meditation. She used to, when she would come, she would sit in the dark and and um, and sit in cross leg position and kind of om and kind of meditate. I guess that's meditation and yoga. Yeah. It seems to me just have well, showed up in the last ten years or so. Well, there's, I mean, how many yoga places in New Orleans are there alone? You can you can't turn a corner without seeing another yoga studio. Yeah. Do you go to yoga, Jeremy? used to go um i don't keep up with it at all like i go like maybe like once every three months <laughs> <laughs> i think you're supposed to practice like <laughs> frequently i don't know i, I kind of do it to um to sound cool and have something to talk about <laughs> <laughs> and then um i'm usually the only black dude in there so it's like is that right tight. it's a total white thing yoga um i wouldn't say it's a white thing but um the places that i go to maybe just happen to be mostly white are they uptown? Yeah. Oh, I used to go to one like right up the street from here, actually. Um, well, for Red Street Yoga. Okay, that's just down the street from Wayfair. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It was amazing. It well, was why the, did you stop going? Uh, stop. Um, well, I don't know. It's just it's like exercising. You know, you want to keep up with it, but then you just don't. You fall off. and then It's a funny thing, isn't it? That what keeps you doing that? I mean, everybody stops. I know. It seems. So you've been going for 20 years, Melinda, though, so you... 
I did, but I think I stopped maybe for a year or two. Yeah. Seems to me, I mean, if everybody joins a gym and has all these good intentions, but no one follows through on it, you can't keep going for some reason. Do you do any ex- sort of exercise, Jordan? I go to the gym occasionally, treadmill, weights. But yeah, not, fit, you know, the same problem. I sort of go for a while, then slack off, then feel guilty about it, then go back in. Yeah. You know? But last year I broke my leg. And nice. And my yoga teacher gave me yoga exercises I could do in bed with my cast on. Oh, there's yoga you can do in bed. Well, that would change it for me. <laughs> what does it exactly entail? Doing Moving your toes? Uh, no, your upper body and you're still doing the yoga poses from the waist up. They do have kind of like old okay. folks yoga too. How like did you break <laughs> your leg at this age? I, I fell down the stairs. You can see my cat, my scar. Look. Jeez, you got a huge scar on your ankle, right from your yeah. ankle halfway up your... Is that the quarter calf? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What did they do in there? They chopped you up to put a plate in there or something? Yep. I fell down the stairs. I was carrying two heavy bags of books and I was running uh, down the stairs. Books. <laughs> <laughs> reading. And if you had a Kindle reading. or something, you would have nothing would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I, I fell. Oh. And Where I, were you? In the library? Or no, I was at home here in New Orleans. You couldn't even sue anybody. And no, and I dislocated my ankle, so my foot was facing the wrong way. Oh. Ow. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, that's and that's those are the faces <laughs> that I got. Face. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I was in shock, so I didn't realize how bad it was until and Steve yeah. luckily Steve was home and he scooped me up and threw me in the car. And then when we got well, I guess to you the, uh, you in the car, literally. Yeah. When we got to the emergency room, I could see people's faces <laughs> and they were making horrible faces, squinting and covering their eyes. Are these are people waiting to see the doctor yeah. or these are medical people? People waiting to oh, see okay. the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And there was at Baptist, so a very nice uh, orderly came with a sheet to cover me oh. up because I was wearing a dress. So my, my, my foot was flipped over, and this guy comes with a sheet. Oh. Okay, now, uh, we're all seeing the same thing. We're all seeing this image of your foot pointing the wrong way, going yeah. backwards. No. But what happens to the skin, actually? Is it all twisted? Yeah, it's just, you know, twisted. Oh. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> twisted. <laughs> Um, oh. It's kind of like but the skin on your foot. I mean, it's not like even if you're. Oh, I, if you want to see later, I have visuals. I, I have. How I much later do we have to wait? Do I you have, have pictures on your phone. Yeah, yeah, dig them up. Oh, okay, that'll be great. You took photos on your phone. I, I Did you put it on Facebook I immediately? Yeah, can, can we just look the other? <laughs> I'll take a look and tell. I'll tell you on. if it looks too bad. <laughs> so yeah. you took photos. You're sitting at the hospital with your foot facing the wrong way. Doesn't look good on Twitter. Well, I I I took photos. And people were kind of amazed that, you know, that I, that... Um, didn't hurt. Well, I was in shock. And then they gave me morphine. And so then I wasn't in pain anymore. That's like the, it's like the positive of the hospital. That's the up, upside of your foot being <laughs> twisted around the wrong way. Oh, my God. So at some point, did they come in and go, oh, we'll fix this for you? And Twist it around yeah. the right way, like just yeah. like that, Steve, or was it? Steve was in the room when they did that. When they when they put my f- um, foot back in in place, and they told him, they said, "Are you sure you want to be here?" And they offered him a chair, but he. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's face here. <laughs> Jeremy looks like. But he, he, he said he didn't need the chair. 
and um, just stood there and watched him twist your foot. I mean, Steve is a brave. Man. I tell you what, that yes. is, I would have run out of that room. That must be if you're a doctor, though. You know, and you're like in an emergency room. Well, that must be one of the coolest things you could get to do. It's not a gunshot. It's not somebody who's you know cut themselves in some horrible way with a knife or something. Someone's got their foot twisted around the wrong way. How often would that ever happen? Yeah, everybody would come running. So I'll do it. It was kind of dangling, so they had to put a splint on it, <laughs> and and then they said you have to see the um, the surgeon tomorrow. And then I saw the surgeon. He said this this splint is not going to do. You need immediate surgery. So someone at the emergency room didn't even know what they're doing. Right. They basically. just they just, just a, put, put a little. A, what hospital is this? So we can. Uh, Oshner. At Oshner. <laughs> That's meant to be like the greatest hospital of all time, if you believe the <laughs> press. Uh, well, the the surgeon that I had at um, Southern Baptist, he did a great job. Well, Southern Baptist is owned by uh, Oshner. No, now, so. SOS. Southern S-O-S. Orthopedic Specialists. Oh, that's across the street from Oshner, I yeah. think, on Napoleon Avenue there. Yeah. That's where you went, so you'd recommend them? Yeah. He okay. Did and what they do? They sliced a giant... Um, they put a plate and six screws, and one of the screws goes all the way through my ankle bone. Jeez. I'll show it to you. No, thanks. <laughs> what do you mean? You've got a photo of the x-ray? You look, so yeah. Why, are you, oh, looking, yeah. why are you looking for those photos I, I of have, your foot um, twisted around the wrong way? I, I have a photo of the x-ray also. Okay. Yeah. How long ago was this? Last year. Just last year? Yeah. Well, you've done pretty good. You've... You're not uh, limping yeah. or anything? I'm not because of the yoga, see? Oh, the, ah. the, the yoga in bed. Oh, okay. Because Snap. of the yoga. The yoga in bed did it. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, we, have to ha- we haven't heard a single song. Let's take a listen to something. What do we have lined up to, to play from you? Um, what are you doing these days? Do you still have St. Bell, the band? Or yeah. Are you on your own? Or where are we, where um, are we hearing you play now? St. Bell is kind of like taking a different... So I'm kind of like... I don't know. I'm not really performing as much live. I'm just like kind of doing... That's kind of like my little thing. Um, for myself, but um, but I just started a band and um, you did, yeah. Okay, because we can't um, live without you if it's forever. Yeah, yeah. You're no, talented um, musician. It's not fair if you don't ever play. Oh what, no, no, no. What's um, the new band like? What's it all about? Um, I just was like, man, I'm gonna get like everybody, like all my favorite people on every single instrument and see what happens. And like, I've been getting into like collaboration and like starting a team as opposed to like doing everything myself because mm-hmm. like that's that's my usual i just want to do everything myself you know allegedly but you would think that somebody who's a specialist at certain instruments would be better than you are at them is that right or can you play yeah as well that's as well? very true but i mean when you're writing songs and stuff a lot of times you can do most musicians can like do just enough to get yeah to get r- by to get it to write and then the song. with all the technology we have now like you can do whatever with like i can play an instrument oh man i got something like that. Uh-oh. But yeah, um, you can, like, you know, it's so easy to learn instruments now, like with YouTube. Yeah. Can you, can you play w- those instruments well, or can you just play them well enough? Well enough. Right. So then yeah. if you get someone who's really good, then you can replace your part. Yeah. And they can make it even better, do something with it. Yeah, but at the time, I was just doing everything myself. Like, right. I would just play all the instruments. I would sing. I would do everything myself. And, I'm, and I still love to do that, but, like, now I'm getting more into, like, like having you know, like seeing what other people' creative ideas are right. and stuff. Hey, what happened to your girlfriend? Do you still have the same girlfriend at the time who was in mm-hmm. the band called Social Set or something? As I remember. Oh no no no! Was she um, not your girlfriend, really? Well, she was. She was. Ah! Okay, here it is. Oh great! Now <laughs> I saw it. 
Jesus, hang on a second. We're looking at this photo. We actually, we have to put this photo up on our website. Go take a look at this at itsneworleans.com. <laughs> is that your foot turned around the wrong way? It is. It is. So Holy. Here's another uh, <laughs> angle. I can't even figure out what's going on. Can you understand what's going on there? That's one <laughs> <laughs> you look really happy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look too bad. You look as happy but as let's anybody see the, would be. Let's see the Is wrong that the way one. Is the morphine or, you know. Okay, let's see the wrong way one again because I couldn't even figure out what's going okay. on there. That just yeah, It's like good. looking at the, um, I, can't, I don't know if you So that should be, oh my God. <laughs> okay. That's not even you funny. That's really. what it looks like. Nah, you know what? Um, this might be a stretch. But you remember those, they would show you like an elbow and it looks like um, cleavage. <laughs> and it'll be like, um, is this cleavage or not? Right, and right. if you yeah. like a so real that, man, that you can figure it out. That was the that they put before the surgery, before they... <laughs> wow, this is really looking like something out of a out of a like house or something. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, Who took that photo? Steve took that photo of you lying in bed. He must have. You don't remember much about this? Uh, no, no. But I, I did take... Um, I, I did document... Um, <laughs> document the, the journey so this Holy this crap, was my view for most of the summer for about four months Whoa. that's your foot in a giant cast yeah. lying in your bed doing yoga <laughs> yes holy mackerel what did you catch up on a lot of reading i would imagine though did you write a book at this time i i, I yeah i'm 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 writing a new book so i have a new book and yeah and i was on um, oh you look cute <laughs> you look very dainty <laughs> <laughs> that shot, schoolgirl. And then, what? so here's the after oh, the surgery. Okay, that's not good at all. <laughs> okay. Oh boy, put that away. Yeah. Now. Nobody <laughs> wants to see anything like that. Yeah. God, you poor no thing. Way. That must have been very painful. Yeah, and this is how I had to ride in the car because. Well, okay, what's going on there? You're lying on the back seat, or with the, on the front seat. On the seat? floor, on the back on the seat, back. on the floor. Wow, with your legs up. Yeah, so I had to keep it elevated. Elevated. <laughs> so I had a little pillow on the floor. Well, that's cute too. Very dangerous. <laughs> so you're lying on the floor of the car mm-hmm. with your feet up, pointing towards the ceiling. Yeah. And so I just see all these um, treetops and, you know, wow, <laughs> my that's bird's pretty, eye view. That's like being a cat or a dog or something in the car. <laughs> so you, yeah. went, you went driving for a while, I take it. So here, here are the evil stairs that I fell down. Oh, wow. Oh, oh they're man. nice do looking still, too. Do you still walk down the stairs? Are they great? I, I, I do. I can walk down the stairs. The, the carpet is pulled up, gone. Carpet that I carpet slipped on. Carpet was the, cor- yeah. the, yeah. the culprit. Yeah. It's a nice looking staircase. Is it in your house? It's a nice house. Yeah. You Beautiful. Where is it? On Webster and Chapulis. Okay. So that's uptown. So you don't live here the whole year either, right? You live part of the time, part of the time here and part of the time in... Santa Barbara. In Santa Barbara. Not such a bad life. You live part of the time... Jordan here and then Philadelphia. Yeah, the, not not as They're much I think as Melinda and Steve, but we're here about a month out of the year. And that just leaves me and Jeremy to be uh, stuck yeah. here. I'm partially here, partially in Chalmette. In Chalmette, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing down there? Oh, uh, my parents are down there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. My stitches. No, that is really attractive. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> How many stitches is that? About a hundred? Mm, about twenty. Jesus, that looks bad. What was the pain factor like? The pain factor. When I when I walked into the emergency room, they said, "What's your pain?" And I said, "Oh, it's about between on the scale of one to ten. I said two, <laughs> and they left. They came back, and I said twenty, and they came back <laughs> with the morphine. <laughs> wow! So you really you did this didn't hurt? 
it, it, I was in shock. I was yeah, in complete right. shock. Well, the human body is pretty amazing that you can do something as horrific like that and it just shuts off pain. Yeah. It's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. yeah. You have to believe in something. Well, who, who created it? God or uh, Darwin? Who? <laughs> hmm. Melinda, what do you believe? <laughs> I, I think I think you created it. <laughs> really, that would be awesome if I created the human body. But you I kind of look like some, that. I somehow don't think I could I could claim any of that. So what happened when you went crazy? When I went okay, put the phone down there. We can't. Oh, because I was looking for the X-ray. Oh, the X-ray would be good. Okay, yeah, yeah, find that. That's for sure. See, here's I was rocking the cane. I had this little cane. <laughs> You look like you're having the best time ever with all these <laughs> so photos lying happy. on the car floor. I, it's weird. In all of the pictures, it looks like you're smiling or content. You know, I think if I if I'd done that, I would be frowning the entire time or throwing something at the camera. So <laughs> I'm impressed. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's very very impressive in the face of uh, uh, adversity. So what happened to you when you went crazy? You said you were doing a PhD mm-hmm. at Berkeley, which is pretty impressive right there by itself no it, that i did my uh, undergrad at berkeley and i did the phd at uc santa cruz okay even better <laughs> on the beach <laughs> so what happened to your mom she died in unusual circumstances she, she yes y- she died of a rare disease called wegner's granulomatosis and she was misdiagnosed by kaiser permanente Oh my goodness. So she was being treated for the wrong thing and poisoned and oh so What yeah. is Wigner's it, it it's disease. um it's a kidney disease, a very rare kidney disease. But can it be it, but cured? if they had caught it she could yeah, if they had caught it, it they could She would still be yeah. Here. You yeah. can cure it. Yeah. So yeah. what did they think it was that they were treating? Um they they didn't. Um, they didn't want to believe that she was ill. She was. Man, they were treating her for allergies or a cold. And she had a fatal kidney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, does that mean? Uh, does that mean that you could sue Kaiser Permanente? I, I did sue them. You yeah, did. I did. How'd that work out? It, it Public worked. defender. Yeah. Oh, I just I just do criminal stuff, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to so you want to go after? Did you sue them successfully? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. I did. I did. Well, congratulations on that. Not that that's going to bring your mom back and or make but, you sane, but yeah. How much did you get out of the bastards? Mm, Can't no, say. No. Shall we take a guess? Everyone write down a number <laughs> on a piece of paper. <laughs> Whoever gets the closest is it the mil- in the millions? No. Anywhere near a million. Um. How much? Can, how can you put a figure on no, misdiagnosis? And yeah, that's what know, is the how figure? How can you put a figure on your mom? Well, like yeah, that's what I mean. What is the what figure? How do they work that out, Jordan? What's the legal I, I, foundation you know, for that? Again, I mostly do criminal work, but what they look at is, I mean, it depends. If it's in front of a jury, they go back in a room and they think, what? How much is a person worth? How much would they make? How much you know? is a person worth? I know it's how a frightening much, oh, idea. Oh, I see. How much? What? How much would you like make? How in much your would they make in a year? How much are you going to give someone the value of? Like, you know, how much is it as the daughter loses her that's mom? That's how they figure it out. That's how they figure it out. And sometimes that's you know, some money. Sometimes it's not so much. You know, people can be pretty heartless. Okay, here's my X-ray. That's my leg. Oh my God. And so what's that? That's your actual bone, and that's your other bone. Yeah. And then this bib. white thing that's going right through it is a screw. Yeah. So Whoa. these are all screws. There's and the plate, and you could see where I broke it. That's where I broke it. Oh, right here. Yeah. It's a clean break. Wow. At least it's a nice angle, like almost like you cut it with a saw. Yeah. And when you go through the airplane TSA thing, does it go off? No, it's titanium. Titanium. Uh, that's lightweight. Yeah. 
Nice, okay. So you could make a bomb out of titanium if you're thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And get right through. Mm. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a bomb. And now we're all on the watch list. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So where was I? Can you remember? No. You're going crazy. <laughs> what does that mean you went crazy? Did you really go crazy? No, you just it lost it touch. No, it just meant that I that I decided that I was going to leave my life um, as as you know and Right. So that's not really going crazy, no, it's just putting things in perspective. I, I was in bed I was in bed for six months. Longer than I was for my broken leg. Well, it is really upsetting when something like that happens. Yeah. When you lose your mom and she's young, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And that was was a, you weren't expecting it. You must have gone through a lot of emotions, I would imagine. I, I did, I did. And so at the time, I decided to leave the academic world and, and start writing, I, I, writing about other people's lives. And I worked for newspapers and... That's how I did some ah. of the research for Okotio Dreams. Okotio Dreams is the name of your book. Yeah. And where can we find that on Amazon.com? Sure, everywhere. Uh, okay. Octavia Books. Octavia Books here in New Orleans. Yeah. So you can actually go buy it in an actual bookstore. Yeah, in Garden District. And Okotio is spelled O C O T I L L O. Yes. And it's a cactus in Arizona. And it's pretty timely, I would imagine, because the immigration question is not going away anytime soon. Correct. That's yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, Steve had an interesting marketing idea. He said, well, you should get yourself arrested by Sheriff Joe and then you'd have a bestseller. <laughs> Shouldn't, wouldn't probably be that hard to do. No, but I didn't. I, I didn't Why don't you deal him in on it? I, I didn't want all that uh, drama. Not really. You wouldn't I, want to I be arrested. <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> want to be arrested. I've had enough but drama. You're an, you're an American <laughs> citizen. You were born in the United States. So it would be a bit hard to get, just because you look Hispanic. Is that enough to get... In Arizona? Well, there would be, up. I could do, you know, there would be, um, it wouldn't be an immigration issue. I mean, I, there's plenty of ways <laughs> to get <it> arrested or <laughs> to get, it, you know, um, if you uh, protest at the wrong locations or if you, yeah. Mm, I don't know Think. if you're going to get much mileage out of that. Yeah. That's too risky. You need to do something on the border, like bust through the border or something. Oh, okay. Don't you think to me to publicize a book about immigration? I don't think getting arrested for jaywalking is going to... Look, I, ha I have a picture of my mother. Oh, my goodness. She's cute looking, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At 1019. She's dainty as well, right? No, 79. That, that was our house. What is it? That not was the address. That does not say 1019. It says 7019. That was the address of the well, house. Lucky I'm not your mailman because I wouldn't have delivered anything. <laughs> that was the address of the house in South Central. Yeah. Any, ever see anyone get shot? Um... On my on the, that same porch, that's my grandmother's house. There were there was a drive-by shooting and three boys died. Did you see it? Or you, yeah. You saw that. You saw that. I I was. You were hanging on the porch. Yeah, it was. When somebody drove by, shot these three guys sitting on the same porch as you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And did you know who the person was who shot them? No. Did they know? It was just a random... The dead kids? Yeah. Uh, they might have. Wow. That's a pretty good note to end on, don't you think? Yeah, we have to get out of here, guys. But before we do, I just have to say thank you to these people who made this show possible. Petite Pet Care. 
helped us out make the show today. If you're going out of town or you have a crazy schedule, the folks at Petite Pet Care will take care of your pet in his or her own home. You can contact them at PetitePetCare.com. Basics Swim and Gym have a full range of, hey, fashion swimsuits, you guys, workout and yoga clothes. (laughs) Check those out, Melinda. Check them out. They're on on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. They have the whole whole bunch of swimsuits and yoga clothes in style, not just... They hooked me up. They'll hook you up. Yeah, oh. tell them you heard about it on Happy Hour and they'll give you something, some sort of discount, I oh, bet. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hangover Destroyer also helped us out with the show today. The, uh, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. All you have to do is go to Hangover Destroyer's website. It's called hdestroyer.com and write Happy Hour in the coupon code if you can sober up enough to do that. And you'll get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer and you too can seize the dawn. And that's about it for today's show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. My guests have been Melinda Palacio, Jordan Barnett. Thanks. And Jeremy Mojo Phipps, who we did not listen to any music from at all whatsoever. But we can find out what you're up to on our website by following the links on our website. It's neworleans.com. And take a listen to some of your new stuff there. Yeah. And steal it off the internet. (laughs) Thanks so much, everybody. That's another happy hour. Our producer of the show today was Graham DePonte. Our technical director and associate producer is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director, and our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, you can sit around a table for about an hour and stay upright. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com. We can also check out many other happy hours, as well as some other shows we make here. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace. True to the Game with Chris True. Midnight Menu with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canata. Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker. Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu. And the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. It's called Unlisted Nola. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it we called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken today by the fabulous Catherine King, who's sitting over there at the table. Look, actually, I'm a little worried about her eyes. Look at her eyes. She's just focusing. Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know they're coming out of her head, actually, for real. I'm serious, Melinda, don't you think? I'm a little butt <laughs> frog. I'm a little worried about that. If you're listening to this show on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app that you prefer, thanks for subscribing to us. Take one moment, if you have got it, to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show was recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they put fine dining into a sandwich, fine booze into a glass. They have a three-hour happy hour every day and awesome brunch on the weekends. Happy Hours of Production of Ino Broadcasting for itsneworms.com for Andrew Duhon who's on the road but we'll be back here next week. I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much to everybody sitting around the table here at Wayfair. Hello, that's a nice idea. And also back at our office at Ino Broadcasting. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here next week on Happy Hours.